If you're not unlocking the full value of your SaaS, what are you doing? There is no denying it. SaaS is mission critical to your company's growth and success. And as the number two operating expense for most organizations, it's your biggest opportunity to save money and drive efficiency. The time is now to do something about it. Please take this as your personal invitation to join me and your fellow IT, SAM, finance, and procurement leaders at SASME on May 16th, 2023. SASME is the industry's only dedicated SaaS management event where you can sharpen your skills, hear from your peers, and learn how to unlock value and responsible business growth through smarter SaaS management. It's virtual, it's free, and it's going to knock your socks off. Register today at sasme.com. That's S-A-A-S me.com. It's time to get your sassing gear. Are you with me? If we don't have visibility into our technology, we expose ourselves, right? And for that reason, having that visibility, but not just visibility, but having it a very easily digestible manner that you can access very quickly is very critical. If you don't have that, then you're really missing the picture. And if you're missing the picture, you don't know what you don't know when you're exposed. Hello, hello, and welcome to SaaS Me Unfiltered, the SaaS management podcast. The show with give it to you straight, real life advice from pros knee deep in SaaS every single day. SaaS management superheroes just like you. We are back for another episode of SaaS Me Unfiltered. Really excited to have you join us. I'm Corey Wheeler, co-founder and chief customer officer here at Zylo. And I'm Ashley Hickman, manager of customer success at Zylo. And we have a wonderful guest joining us today. Very excited about this, as I always am with the caliber of guests that we've been able to bring on the show. This guest has been in his role for a little over a year. His experience prior to coming into IT was in public accounting. He was in a public accounting firm as an auditor and a consultant around IT-specific initiatives, really attaching and attacking IT professional services type projects, things like process improvements within financial institutions. He's worked in tech organizations delivering IT strategies around compliance, process, audits, and he works for absolutely, without a doubt, one of our favorite companies, that is Coupa. Welcome to the show, Gurkhan Birkin. How are you, Gurkhan? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Kari, for the warm intro and all the kind words. Very excited to be here for the dialogue with you guys. That's great. It's a fun conversation. What we want to know is more about you and your experience and your journey. So I'm super excited to jump into that a little bit. And I'd love to start off the conversation just asking you, you know, what does that career progression look like for you? And what has that led you to at Coupa? What are you owning today internally? Those large strategies and maybe a little bit about that journey that got you in the door at Coupa. It's definitely been a very interesting journey, having spent uh, many years in the professional service industry, doing all those advisory consulting and audit-related IT services. I see myself a problem solver in the technology space. And over the years, I had the pleasure of working with lots of different companies, interacting with so many people. And through that, I learned quite a bit, right? And I've seen lots of broken processes. And I also 
So lots of like areas to improve and lots of many lessons learned from all of that. After joining Coupa, we formed a quick, small tactical team and we'd start working on, you know, internal problems to solve, either broken processes or maybe areas that is, you know, where there's some room for improvement. And I guess maybe that's a good segue into what I'm doing today and what my team is doing and which is another kind of a loaded question because (laughs) (laughs) we wear many hats. We do everything that's in the other category. So that includes operations and compliance and nowadays even uh, some data related activities. But one of the key things that we perform is helping our IT organization achieve operational excellence. What that really means is we help facilitate all kinds of day-to-day operational activities, such as measuring metrics or managing vendors or managing span, monitoring SaaS, compliance, audits, and the list goes on. And while doing all of that, there's obviously lots of areas to improve. And we just form small tactical projects with some partnering out with some amazing people and you know, always looking for ways to improve the status quo. Love it. It's been a great experience working with the Koopa team through your journey and evolution over the last several years. And over the last several years, one thing has been consistent, which is growth. So it's no doubt that there's never a lot of things that aren't waiting on you to get to complete. But as you've grown, maybe take a quick step back. Can you provide us a quick overview of Koopa? Why I say it's one of my favorite companies, but Really, what is Coupa's core use case and what are you doing as a company overall from a strategic level? Yeah, no, my pleasure, right? So Coupa's platform is very comprehensive. For that reason, we can really spend a lot of time talking about it. If I were to summarize it, I would think of Coupa as a cloud-based platform that is here to help organizations achieve goals about getting smarter about how they spend their money. It's all about getting spend under control and being smart about it. Our platform brings all aspects of spend management to our customers by connecting them with millions of suppliers. And also, while doing that, it's also bringing lots of valuable insights by making use of the billions of dollars of transactional uh, spend data. Yep, you nailed it. That's why I say it's one of my favorite companies. You're doing it at scale. You know, at Zylo, we're focused on on one of those core use cases under the, the spend management umbrella around SaaS. But to be able to work with an organization that is really... Uh, built the premier end solution for business spend management has been a joy and using Coupa my entire career. It's kind of come full circle to be able to work with your team. Great overview. How about personally? What do you like to do in your free time? You're out there in the Bay Area, just perfect weather all the time. So what are you, what are you out there doing? Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely enjoying the perfect weather and the perfect outdoors of the Bay Area. Overall, I really am an outdoors person. I like spending time outdoors. Anything from like hiking to going for a run, cycling, winter time, I like to go to Tahoe to do some winter sports. Anything that can get me out of the house and enjoy the weather, you can count me on. I love it. I love it. I think I'd, that would be my answer as well if I lived directly in the Bay Area. So good one. So now we'd love to get your take on something. We're calling this segment Hot Takes with Tom. And our colleague, Tom McCorkle, is going to share a Zylo point of view and you tell us what you think, whether you agree, disagree, and why. So are you ready? All right, let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Hot Takes with Tom. I give it to you straight point of view on SaaS management and optimization. 
Today's hot take is not having a full picture of your SaaS landscape leaves your organization open to risks. Let me paint a picture for you. You're asked by leadership, what tools are out there and what controls do we have in place? So you share what you know about it. But there's a doubt in the back of your mind that there's probably more out there. At Xylo, we often see these gaps show up in a few ways. Hidden costs and purchases made outside the purview of IT and procurement. Potential for security breach and data leaks. Not just your business, but your customers' data too. And finally, non-compliance. Within any industry or accreditation, you always have a component of data governance and stewardship to be mindful of. Sure, a lack of visibility means plausible deniability, but can you live with yourself if something happens and you knew that there were gaps? Bottom line, it's your responsibility to protect your business. The only way to do that is to proactively seek out a full picture of your landscape. 100% visibility ensures you can answer those questions and leave doubt in the dust. I agree with everything Tom is saying, right? Obviously, that's one of the things that we're living and breathing every day here at Coupa as well. If we don't have visibility into our technology, we expose ourselves, right? And for that reason, having that visibility, but not just visibility, but having it a very easily digestible manner that you can access very quickly is very critical. If you don't have that, then you're really missing the picture. And if you're missing the picture, you don't know what you don't know when you're exposed. So yeah, I agree. And I'm sure you also like just in your consulting experience, probably ran into that from time to time, right? Some of your customers or projects you were working on probably ended up in positions where they didn't have that visibility and were opened up to some pretty big uh, risks as a result. Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the common pitfalls, right? We have all seen many examples of that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you for participating in Hot Takes with Tom. So now we're going to get into some additional questions, really to just kind of dig into your background, your experience, your expertise, lessons learned, all that good stuff. So first, I want to start off with what your SaaS management journey looks like. And that could be initially at Coupa. It could be in your previous lives, right? Working on projects at other organizations. So curious kind of where that started for you, if it was first at Coupa, previously and kind of what that progression has been since? Yeah. Prior to Coupa, I've seen examples of lacking of SaaS management. And among the many companies that I closely work with, there was always been a missing piece. And some of them, the piece was not missing, but more often than not, we saw this as a gap. And there was not enough insight into the overall IT landscape, especially on the space of SaaS, because in the past couple of years, there has been an increasing demand from end users to onboard new systems, new tools. And with these tools being as easily accessible through a you know browser, it just opened the opportunities to onboard lots of tools in a very fast manner. And very soon things started to get out of control, right? So and that's usually what I observe in the industry. And you know with Coupa Ever since I joined, Xylo was already in place and Xylo really gave us a good baseline of, at least for the technology side of it, being able to see and detect all the SaaS and again, being able to understand what is being used where, how much money is being spent and what has been approved, what has not been approved and how many users are there, all of that, right? And from there, once you have that as a, tool to support you, then from there, you can build very effective monitoring programs and make more informed decisions about your technology acquisitions. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned when you came to Coupa, 
you already had Zylo in place. So essentially, you already had that baseline. Was there anything that was surprising when you started? Yeah, not just one thing, right? Like when you're monitoring this, you're always seeing some trends and new things that are coming up. Some of these are the application landscape, especially on the SaaS side, always growing, right? So that's always a big pain point for many companies that also includes us. Another interesting one is we're seeing lots of applications that are purchased via a demo or a quick demonstration with the vendors that come in with $0. So through that, a lot of people are able to not go through the whole procurement process because when there's $0, then there's not much to approve, right? But being able to see all of that was really eye-opening. And then last but not least, there's also like some systems that we maybe are not using anymore and we want to decommission, right? And again, having visibility into all of this is what was an eye-opening experience for myself and for my team because then with all of that data, we've been able to have facilitate dialogues around this stuff and make some informed decisions. Real quick follow-up there, Gurkhan. What you're talking about a little bit is the concept of governance. And a lot of companies wrestle with this. And Coupa would probably have a really good perspective here because you're a business spend management solution, spend management top down. So governance can be, you know, fairly black and white in that type of of an environment, but it's not that easy, right? Like if it is this type of a solution, you can't do it. You can't buy a new one. You can't get a duplicate. If you're solely looking at objective data, like business data or spend data, that might be a straightforward answer. But you know the reality of that, that governance is a little bit more than that. Can you talk about how you balance the efforts of pulling back SaaS within your business versus allowing the business to use what's efficient for them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And by design, we like to enable our end users to have the freedom of choice when it comes to the applications they want to use on a day-to-day basis for them to do their jobs, right? Yeah. But there's always a thin line in between giving the freedom versus reaching that uncontrolled chaos. And finding the right balance is where that governance comes into the picture. More often than not, we still see so, lots of applications that are that the end users are trying to bring in. And yes, there are duplicates, they already exist, or maybe it's not a solution that we want to support because it doesn't meet our security standards. But when we have the governance, at least we're able to have dialogues around these things. And with dialogues, we're able to make those informed decisions. And that's really what it co- all comes down to, being able to have that dialogue and figure out what's best for the organization. And while doing that, if we can also make increase the efficiency and effectiveness of the way that our end users are working, then that's a win for all of us. And that's what we're always trying to solve. Yeah, totally love that. It's all about having a balance. That it is. So another question that I have for you is around your business outcomes. So especially this time of year, we're having a lot of conversations ourselves, their customers, including Coupa, around what their business outcomes look like for 2023, right? What are those big goals? And then of course, we want to support them with the platform, with the data. That's always, you know, we always want to make sure that we're very much kind of in tandem, in step with what the organization's business objectives are. So, and you may have those already for 2023, you may not. So we can always talk about 2022, but curious for kind of what those current business objectives are for Coupa and kind of how SaaS management blends in with those or kind of, you know, pairs well, or even kind of future state, what you're thinking about for next year. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it might be better to look at this from the lens of our technology services group, which is the IT team at Coupa, right? Because we're here to our end customers are basically the end users of the employees of Coupa. And our objectives year over year don't change a ton, but we make some adjustments to them as we get closer to the year end. Number one objective is always enabling those end users, right? Making sure that they have access to the technology they need and they are getting that access fast and things are not painful for them. And to be able to do that effectively, we really need to, again, take a look at our technology stack and figure out what's working, what's not working, what needs to go and what needs to stay all the time, right? Another important objective is to keep innovating. We can always, wherever we look, we always find things to innovate. Usually it's just not having enough time to do all of those great things. But having powerful tools in our arsenal does give us an edge. And being able to leverage all those tools have to offer usually brings innovation with it. And so that's something where we'll continue to do and this more in. And lastly, we are moving towards getting more and more serious about metrics and measurement. Being able to measure how you're doing, how you're delivering really is eye-opening and it helps in so many ways. It just doesn't only drive efficiency, but also it helps us to do our own marketing a little bit, right? If we're good at our jobs, we'd like to be able to call that out or if there's some areas that we need to improve, at least we want to be able to use that data and keep and go solve more problems and be better. Those are great. Those are focusing on the employee is really where IT is rooted in today's environment, driving innovation and measuring and tracking. I think those are awesome core components to a program. Does Coupa at a very high level have, being in spend management, have optimization goals given the current economic climate and uncertainty surrounding a lot of organizations? Are there any new goals that they've got out there to be fiscally responsible and to ensure, you know, GNA targets are kept in check or and does IT have a role in that? Or is it really focused on the employee innovation and KPIs? And that's the organizational kind of marching order. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Coupa being a business spend management company, of course, spend is uh, one of the most important things for us. And uh, we take pride in what we do. And mm-hmm. we also look at our own spend. That is something that that's baked into our culture for that reason. That's not necessarily a new goal, but that's something that we try to thrive in all the time. But you're right. We're also seeing the current economic slowdown and we're also feeling it a little bit similar to many of our peers in the industry. And for that reason, we don't necessarily have new goals or new objectives around us, but you know, we are encouraged to be more detail oriented. We're encouraged to be more taking a look at our span a little bit more carefully. And we're encouraged to also look at our technology stack better because maybe there are some outdated systems there or maybe there are some systems that we don't really need. And we're definitely looking at these things and trying to slim down where slimming down is necessary. Yeah, that makes sense. So from there, we have the good fortune of having you on our customer advisory board. And we just had our customer advisory board meeting earlier this week. And a big outcome from that, from a lot of the IT leadership on the call was an ongoing and a heightened increase on SaaS risk and compliance. How do you think about and manage and measure risk and compliance around SaaS internally at Coupa today? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Yes. I have to say, it takes a village. It really does. Because it's not just 
one person sitting at a desk and looking at risk and compliance. No, we've moved away from that many, many years ago. These SaaS solutions have gotten so complex and they all have their own unique delivery models where risks are always changing. And really being able to understand what the risks are for any given SaaS and being able to come up with ways to address those risks is a full-time effort. And in Coupa, we do that by teaming up with professionals from other departments, right? Because we have engineering, we have GRC, we have privacy, for example, we have information security, and we have legal. And usually it's a combination of some representatives from all these groups coming together and figuring out, okay, well, here are the risks related to this SaaS solution. And what do we have to address these risks? Do we need to do something different or can we, you know, leverage what we already have for us? And usually, more often than not, existing controls, existing methods that we're, we've deployed, it turns out that they're sufficient. But every now and then we're going to run into some new risks and we'll prioritize that. We'll figure out whether it's a, it's something that needs to be addressed immediately or whether that's something that needs to be addressed in a more part of a maybe a longer term project. And, take action accordingly. With your renewed focus on KPIs and measurement, have you put any thought around risk and compliance and how to measure that internally at Coupa, whether it's, you know, the the GRC process that a lot of these applications go through, SOC 2, Type 2, GDPR, CCPA, like, do you quantify that internally or provide coverage of apps that have those met? Any KPIs around compliance and risk? Yeah, well... <laughs> Truth is, all the applications that we onboard, they have to go through a compliance review. And our GRC team is one of the parties that are in the approval workflow for all the SaaS that we're onboarding. For that reason, you know, there's a detailed level of vetting that goes into all SaaS. And because we've implemented that at the beginning of the process, usually the monitoring of that or metrics behind it is always showing 100% compliance because we have that preventative measure in place. When we think about measuring things at a little bit of a more granular level, when we think about SaaS management, what does that look like for Coupa today? And you know, again, if you have any kind of future state ideas or plans. Yeah, I think the biggest key metric over there is measuring the shadow IT. Mm-hmm. Shadow IT is something that's that we monitor closely. And we don't really care about the number of shadow IT applications found or new shadow IT applications that's coming. But we care more about what's being managed and what is being closed, what's being tracked down and what actions are being taken. And that's something that we're monitoring and that's something we're measuring as a metric. Nice. And so for those things that you are monitoring, measuring, like where does that happen, right? Because I'm sure a lot of those things are happening. You want to know that they're happening depending on what, again, regulatory need kind of, Corey mentioned a bunch of those, right? I know there's a lot of documentation usually that goes into kind of risk and compliance avoidance. So curious how that process is happening today. Yeah. So a lot of the, first of all, discovery happens. A lot of it starts in Xylo, right? Because Xylo gives us that very easy discovery capability and sets us up for success when it comes to monitoring and identifying shadow IT. But then later on, obviously, depending on what has been discovered, in some cases, these are tools that we maybe already had in place and there were maybe false positive. Then maybe some commentary is going to be added to that inventory that's being discovered in the Xylo itself 
or in some cases, maybe it is something that's really new and maybe we're going to have to get some additional documentation or controls around it. And in those cases, obviously, internal documentation portals such as, you know, Confluence comes into the picture where maybe some new procedures needs to be documented or maybe we need to go back and revisit some of the policies. But it's usually achieved through a combination of different tools and different documentation repositories. I couldn't agree more with all of that. I'd love to spin that into a, a quick conversation around, I think this happened right before you came on board at Coupa, but you guys acquired Llamasoft. And there was a big M&A kind of right-sizing, discovery, a strategic view of what applications you should be leveraging, maybe learning from Llamasoft as well. What are they leveraging that you might want to use? Maybe talk a little bit about M&A and how that affects specifically your SaaS management and your strategies around tooling going forward. Yeah, no, M&A is a very, very tricky thing to navigate, right? And very similar to benefiting from visibility, having visibility into our own environment. Being able to quickly discover the SaaS portfolio of an M&A prospect is also extremely crucial. Typically, everything is very accelerated in an M&A process. And the M&A teams, they don't always have the time to do the full, complete due diligence to get complete picture of what the technology stacks look like. And again, having a powerful tool such as Xylo to be able to give the M&A team that complete picture comes in very handy and it will definitely help the team to save time and be ahead of the game because when you have the full picture, then you can strategize and you can go and take a look at, okay, what fits in my organization or what doesn't fit in my organization or what can maybe in future fit in my organization. But through reviewing all of that and coming up with decisions to keep or uh, some things maybe you don't want to keep is extremely valuable. Yeah, that's great. We often talk about, as I've mentioned, the operationalization of renewals across a customer profile. And in those M&A environments, getting in front of that very, very quickly with the acquired entity and driving those decisions in a pragmatic way all year long as those renewals come through, that's the point of value. That's the point of action. That's the point of change for any organization is you know, mapping those renewals so that you can make that that deprecation decision, that onboarding decision, bringing contracts together. So a lot all around that. So it was a fun project around Llamasoft for Coupa and one that uh, hopefully is valuable ongoing as well as you guys continue to grow and make your next acquisition. Okay, we're going to close this out with our rapid fire segment, Gurkhan. We're going to ask you just a few questions. We'll pose them. What we're looking for is a one-word response, a sentence response, your off-the-cuff reaction to the rapid-fire section, which will be a little bit professional, a little bit personal. It's a fun way to round out the show. So talking about SaaS management, what three words would you use to describe SaaS management? Monitoring, control your span, and make decisions. Yes, those are big things. Nice. So next one, professionally, what is your biggest passion? Solving problems. Awesome. That's why you are where you are. I love it. Personally, what show have you been listening to lately or binging lately? Uh, as a show, mm-hmm. I recently watched... What was his name? I'm trying to remember. This one is a little bit difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Sinner is the name. It's on Netflix. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's intense. Did you watch all the seasons? I did. Yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah. Definitely a good one for sure. 
And last one here that we'll wrap up with, uh, we heard you're an outdoorsman at the top. So what's your favorite place to camp, hike, do any of your winter sports? Lake Tahoe. Okay. That was the perfect Bay Area response. I'm so jealous of all the folks just trekking to Tahoe on a regular basis. Gurkhan, this has been a thrill to have you on the podcast. Your perspectives on IT leadership, how they operate within a very fast-growing organization, but still, you know, an organization at scale. I think there's a lot of great learnings for folks dialing in today. We are very fortunate to have you as in a leadership position on our advisory board, even more lucky to have you as a customer as well and a great relationship with Coupa. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. And we look forward to the next conversation with you. Thanks, Gurkhan. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Did you enjoy the episode? Pass it along to your friends. Subscribe to get notifications for the latest episode. Share your favorite takeaways and join the conversation on social media using hashtag SASMeUnfiltered. Unfiltered.